you get a superhero landing and you get a superhero landing and you get a superhero landing. Everybody gets a superhero landing. Yay. <laughs> I'm going to go try it. You're going to go try it? <laughs> yeah. Don't you have knee problems? Uh, yeah. Okay. Maybe that's not a great idea. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Charlie Watson. I'm 18. Today, actually. Is the Beetle for sale? Cures, kid. Happy birthday. things they don't understand from now on the only person you can show yourself around is me oh i'm i'm good now i'm good thanks there's a war raging on our planet if this criminal isn't found that war may find its way is there anyone that can help you do you have a family oh who would be They're calling an army. I've seen firsthand these things really are. Bumblebee, there is only one way to end this war. You must protect Earth and its people. Take it down! I back me! Stop them. You've cut me. And I'm not going anywhere. Everybody and thank you for tuning in to the World Through Electro Specs podcast. My name is Caleb. And I am Pete. Welcome to the show. Yeah, here we are back again. This is awesome. Back again, back again. I'm going to go right there. Look at that. That's perfect. <laughs> it is. Right up. Um, <clears throat> so to start off the show, uh, this particular episode of the World Through Electro Specs, uh, we wanted to make a quick PSA. Would it be a PSA? Uh, sure. Maybe sure right um right, right, right. so at the end of last so we've kind of been struggling for for a very long time we enjoy podcasting we enjoy recording we enjoy talking about things we love uh that usually is a mutual enjoyment but even when it's not we can have a good conversation about it uh between you and me very true and uh we've been kind of struggling with what we wanted we every episode we record of this podcast has always been kind of a uh Hey, what do you want to talk about? What's going on? Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, we've had a couple solid themes. Sorry? No, I was saying, we, uh, I haven't seen you in a couple weeks. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Um, we've had a couple solid episodes that were just fly off the cuff, fly, fly off the cuff like that. 
Um, but we always wanted to have a solid theme. And I think last week we found a theme. I think yeah. that works. That works perfectly on episode. What is this? 12? Is this episode 12 or 13? I don't it know what episode number this 13. is. It'd be perfect. Huh? It'd be great if it was 13. That'd just be so, uh, why would that be perfect? I don't know. What better time than to kind of go, aha. The number 13. Number <laughs> Usually 13 is an unlucky number. I don't know why your audio is cutting in and out every now and then, but um, as you knew, uh, or as you heard last episode, we are recording remotely. So we're going to have weird, random little problems like that. But yeah, so <clears throat> we decided uh, I am, I'm a huge fan of the movies by minute themed podcasts, which were started by uh, podcasting duo that started the star Wars minute podcast where they, go through every episode of Star Wars one minute at a time and analyzing it frame by frame in excruciating detail. Um, they ha- started a bit of a movement. There's people who do that for, for Terminator movies. There's people who do that for Indiana Jones movies now. Uh, there's people who have, doing that for the Lord of the, who have done that for the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, we decided to start doing that for trailers. Um, and we're not going to change the name of the podcast. It's always going to be the War Through Electro Specs because the hyper analytical nature that we're going towards right. with these trailers for movies that we're looking forward to seeing, um, in a way, is like it kind of it still fits with the name, the World Through Electro Specs. It's things we're interested in. We're looking at it through kind of nerd tinted glasses, um, and we're we're looking at things almost like they're underneath in a like a microscope or electrospecs, if you will. Right. By by picking them apart as as detailed as we can. So we are back to our discussion. That being said, <laughs> we're jumping back into our discussion on the Bumblebee, the new Bumblebee 2018 movie trailers. Now, the fun part about this theme for the podcast is that this is going to date every episode because we're going to be talking about all sorts of things we don't understand and then once the movie comes out these episodes are only going to be interesting because people want to hear how wrong we were probably right. they'll be more interesting yeah 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 possibly exactly. they'll be like man do they have that all wrong i'm gonna see if i can i'm afraid that i'm too loud but maybe i'm in my own head too loud <clears throat> So yeah, we're still getting used to this this remote recording format, but right. A nice Star Wars mug, by the way. This is an audio video podcast, so if you're listening to the audio version, there's a video version of this. Um, there's a link to that video in the description on whatever podcast service you're using. Um, so definitely check that out because there's going to be a lot of a lot more visual elements to the show oh, um, moving forward. So. Today, specifically, we're focusing on the Bumblebee movie trailer that is the, um, I don't know if it's the most recent, <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> pointing, see, on the on the screen where you can see all three of the screens at once in the actual video that's recording, you're pointing towards a trailer, but on my computer screen where the Hangouts video call is, you're just pointing up at my ceiling. <laughs> nice. You look like you have an idea, like, ah, uh-huh. I have an idea. <clears throat> Anyways, let's pull the curtain closed again. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if... Uh, so the the trailer we're focusing on today, I don't know if it's the most recent trailer that's that's um, that's out, I guess. Of all the information I looked up and research that I did, I should know 
when this trailer was released uh, or what <laughs> yeah, order it was, which trailer part? number it is. Huh? Yeah. I was curious which, which one this was in the, in the sequence, but um, I don't know which one it is in the sequence. I just, I just started playing. I thought I was going to get through all the trailers, but I didn't. Um, there's also an interview with Travis Knight, the director that I would like to go through. Yeah. Uh, I ended up not even watching that cause I, I, all of my notes are just on this one trailer. Um, but this is actually on the Paramount pictures, YouTube channel, and it was published on September 24th, 2018. So it may be the, September, yeah, it may be the more, most recent trailer, okay. to be honest with you. Which is kind of difficult because they, they put right in there, new official trailer. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. What happens when the next new one comes out? It's no longer the new official. It's something else. All right, anyhow. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So um, I have a lot of notes here. We have a lot of stuff to go through. So let's just start picking this trailer apart. Let's dive, um, let's dive right into it. So right off the bat, I don't know how well I'm going to be able to just grab things like this. Um, there wasn't a whole lot that I noticed when the trailer was getting started, um, other than beautiful shots of that's San Francisco, right? What? San Francisco, right? Yep. Yep. Golden Gate Bridge. Yep. Um, some cool old eighties cars. I think that's a, Gosh, I'm going to say something that everyone's going to be like, no, you jerk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That car? Yeah. I don't so know if these cars have any significance. I, Like I said, I took a lot of notes, but I, I there's a lot that I still feel like I should have, should have looked up. Some look, of these cars might have some sort of significance to the well, series. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It's hard to tell. That looks like a uh, Nova? Anyhow, yeah. Possibly, possibly. Um, but the first note that I took was actually later on in the trailer after she's already brought Bumblebee home when Bumblebee is in her garage. This scene right here where she's crawling underneath the car yep. and finds his face underneath yep. the car. The The specific note that I took here, um, and I don't know if you're like you may this may be news to you. Um, I thought this was really interesting that you could crawl underneath the car mode the alternate form the car mode of a transformer and just see their face the elements i I think i could understand that from the toys exactly that's where that's the note that i took that's what i thought was interesting because nine times out of ten on the toys for the transformers franchise um when you transform the car typically the face is just hanging is either looking down or sometimes you can rotate it around. So it's looking up, but the head is still visible if you turn the car upside down. Um, and I thought that was just a, that just seems like a cinematic nod to the toys from the franchise Yeah, that you can see his face underneath the car. So yeah, I thought that was really fun. I thought that was really cool. I'm looking off to the sides and it looks like, uh, that side over here which is the viewer's uh, right this side. This one? Yeah, down towards the bottom. I was just trying to see what that area was. I'm pointing at my screen right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are you talking about right here where there's like a like a rectangular ribbed area? Interesting. It's hard to tell. And she shines a flashlight around. The sh- it's hard. I mean, I highly doubt there's noticeable details, yeah. Car car pieces in there right i mean there's probably noticeable car pieces in the design but there's probably a lot of custom pieces too um the next note that i took i actually took this note superhero landing 
I didn't take that note. Uh, I actually took this note later on in the trailer, but this is the first time you see it. It appears as though Bumblebee in this movie has two different alt forms or yes. alt alt modes. Yeah. Um, not just oh, the Bumblebee. Oh, two different alt modes. Yeah, two different alt modes. Um, now, Transformers franchise is notorious for the characters um, rescanning different vehicles and taking on having their alt modes being different vehicles depending on the situation they need. Um, if you want to go a little bit more deep, I don't know how, how deep do you want me to go into the idea of Transformers lore? As as it comes to you, I guess with we're um, trying. Trying to hold to that thirty-minute mark, and it, yeah. our, our viewers and listeners, you'll hear our timer go off. That's kind of our little check mode. Yeah. So basically, long story short, um, there are. Sorry. Oh, he just looks really battle-worn here. I. I'm yeah, kinda... um, that was another note that I took. That if you look at his tires on the back of his uh, on the back of his shoulders, they're all completely torn up. And um, I'm recognizing car parts over his. Shoulders near his collarbone; those actually look like um, sway arms, kind of. Um, construction vehicle of some sort, but also the grill on his chest—it's really hard to see, but it almost looks like a jeep. Maybe? It does look like a jeep. Yep. It certainly possibly. Does. It's hard to tell. The way his arms are kind of breaking apart here when he hits the ground in the superhero landing—it almost looks like some sort of pylon or or rock breaking tool, kind of. Yeah breaking off from his forearm your audio is cutting out a lot so i'm sorry if i talk over you oh no that's all right that's that's fine i don't know why it's doing that it sounds fine on my end so my apologies no it's it's probably something on my end <laughs> um definitely a jeep definitely a jeep front though you think so i mean there are a lot of construction vehicles that look that have similar grill sections to like jeeps and hummers so that's true might not necessarily be a Jeep, but it does look like one. I'm looking for other like key identifiers, but I don't see anything more than the round headlights and that. Maybe, thing. maybe we'll see. I think we get a better view of the chest later on in the trailer, so we'll re we'll revisit that. Sounds good. Um, now I don't know. Like one of the things I love about the Transformers universe is that there are multiple different continuities and. Um, tra the Transformers franchise handles itself different than the Star Wars franchise does, where the Star Wars franchise has everything that's canon and official storyline. And then there's Legends. There's the stuff that people made up, stories that people made up, but the company doesn't actually accept it as official storylines. Sure, right, right. The nice thing about the Transformers franchise is that they consider the different storylines to be multiple realities or multiple time continuums. So oh, okay. if so if things line up and things are similar between two different mediums like a comic book and a movie, they say yes, they're in the same universe. But if they don't line up, so if a something that happens in one of the cartoons makes zero sense and zero continuity, uh, with something that's in one of the movies or in one of the comic books or video games. It's just a different timeline. It's a different continuity. It's a different reality, basically. So oh, wow. it creates an opportunity where you can pick and choose. So in other words, what I'm saying is I don't remember which, <laughs> I don't remember which storyline it was from, but I've always been under the impression of this concept of protoforms where transformers are born on Cybertron and they're born into a specific body type or like a body class. And okay. that body class can only scan certain types of vehicles 
and perform certain types of roles. Oh, sure. So, um, as an sense, yeah. Uh, an example of the same protoform. So, t- so two different transformers with the same protoform scanning the same vehicle would be Blackout and Grindor, where um, Blackout in the t- 2007 Transformers movie was a um, uh, Pavlo. Uh, I forget. I forget the model name or whatever of the of the helicopter, but he was a helicopter that gray right. MH53 helicopter um and then he died in that movie but later on an identical helicopter with identical robot mode shows up and that has a different name grindor that's an example of two robots scanning the same vehicle an example of two robots scanning different vehicles would be barricade and um uh scattershot i don't think it's scattershot um but basically uh the police car from the first movie yeah. And the um, the Audi A8 from the uh, Audi R6 from the um, from the second movie that was at the very beginning when they're in China, um, and there's the two ice cream robots and oh sure you know yep. and it's an Audi car that first shows up in the first movie. Um, if you look at the toys and the concept art and the the stills from the movies, um, that Audi car when it transforms into a robot has the same the wheels are in the same spots on the hands the doors are in the same spots on the shoulders he has a similar design as far as where the car parts go and the initial silhouette and shape of the robot that barricade the police car does so that's an example that would be kind of a my example of two proto two of the same protoforms scanning two different vehicles did they did they do that in the toys as well did they do yes cartoons yes Okay. Uh, in a way, you know what I'm thinking, it wasn't like some cheap movie CGI. Like, well, it'd be a lot easier just to kind of do no. the character. You know, no, no, no. Those those okay. two robots looked very similar. Yeah. Um, I don't want to- in every. Sorry, your audio is breaking out again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying I don't want we 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 don't want people to think that we're kind of like dogging on the on the movie stuff, saying it's like a, a cheap CGI way out. It's no. Like, it, it, it's the story yeah it could have been um but it, it's i think it's cool right. thinking of it, it within the context of the protoforms and the and different body classes i think it was a cheap out um another good example original as you were saying cartoons example would be um bumblebee and cliff jumper which is great that we bring up cliff jumper because in the original cartoons bumblebee and cliff jumper cliff jumper looked like a red version of bumblebee they were the same height same body type and the you know the the grill of the VW Beetle and the grill of whatever vehicle Cliff Jumper they were both the feet and then like the hood of the car were both the chest they ended up looking the same in vehicle or in robot mode with the vehicle parts being in the same spot but they transformed into different smaller vehicles and their body types looked very similar so that right. would be another example of the same protoform scanning two different vehicles so there's me going deep into that so <clears throat> that being said. I think it's interesting here that Bumblebee is seeming seemingly scanning other small vehicles. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yes, see yeah. what I mean. A good like Bumblebee can't scan a small jet because it doesn't it doesn't match his protoform. Right, it doesn't match his body type and his and his kind of class, which I believe is a scout. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm assuming he's a scout of some sort. Who was the Who was the other one that you were just comparing him to? Cliff Jumper. Cliff Jumper. If you go back 
to where she's riding her moped past those classic. Oh. What? No, it's that one that's behind her. Isn't that the one that was cliff jumper? Possibly. I don't I don't know what vehicle cliff jumper was, but it looks like it might have been. Yeah. Well, I'm just wondering if they're doing like that kind of like these are some of the cars from the original cartoon. Possibly. Because uh, Bumblebee, I mean, Bumblebee's a yellow Volkswagen, so they could be. I mean, I'm just, I, who knows if I'm reaching, but. Just kind uh, come of on, a... man. <laughs> I just went off on a rant about protoforms. You think I'm, you think you're reaching too much? Yeah, I'm just wondering if they're doing a nod to some of the classic forms of the uh, Autobots. So I didn't go, just to, to keep things moving, I didn't go completely deep into, um, can we can we watch him come out of that really quick? Come out of what? Out of his superhero landing. Oh yeah, I don't know if he actually stands up in that scene though. I think it cuts. Yeah, it just cuts. Darn it. Um, you do see that form later on a little bit. Uh, do do do. Skipping ahead. Right here, you see a little bit more of that. Oh, so here's a here's a note that I took. Very very fascinating. Remember last episode we were talking about how we didn't necessarily know what the connection was between this and the other movies. It seemed like it was a prequel, but it also seemed like it was taking elements of the same exact story, yeah. but kind of rewriting it. I was wondering as soon as I seen the dam. Hoover Dam. Yep. Hoover Dam was a big plot point in the first Transformers movie in 2007. It was where they were holding Megatron and the Cube, the AllSpark, remember? <gasps> yep. So the fact that we see it in this trailer, just like for... At first you think, oh, then of course they're just rewriting the movie. But then again, it could still be a prequel because it may that, not ne be necessarily that they're writing the same story. It could just be that they're visiting the site of Sector 7 and where they're holding Megatron currently. So who knows? It could still be connected. <laughs> so I thought that was super, super cool that the that Hoover Dam was there. Okay, that'll be interesting. But they're on the dam too, so there's going to be some action there again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could have gone pretty deep into this, but I did not, um, because I, it took me, it took a lot of my time getting deep into this to begin with. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I thought it was kind of interesting that there was a patch on her shirt that it says Dutch and her name yep. isn't Dutch. So I'm wondering whose shirt that is, if it might be her dad's or it could be just a generic work shirt. Maybe she stole it. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I thought that was interesting, but the Rolling Stones shirt, I, I started digging a little bit in. I'm a, I was assuming it was Rolling Stones because there's an NG yep. and then a stone. Yeah, they, that's the uh, that's the um, uh, lettering from uh, Rolling Stones classic. Yep, absolutely. Uh, the Tour of the Americas 1975 shirt. I did a bunch of research on this trying to find uh, which shirt it was. Uh, can't find it anywhere. The closest thing I could find that has the same letter, uh, that has the same typeface and the same lettering and the, and the words are in the same location and everything is a reprint that somebody's selling on eBay. Uh, -oh. uh, even then it's not the same kind of shirt and the letters aren't perfectly in the same spot. Um, the original shirts that were printed of this, uh, had a totally different typeface and they were laid out in a different way. It still had the Eagle plane, uh, artwork on the front and it still said the same words, but they were laid out differently in a different typeface. So I thought that was interesting that it's kind of a, kind of a, kind of a vintage shirt, but it's also not one that you can easily find that's recognizable, which makes me almost wonder if they, they did that on purpose so that they might be able to kind of rebrand um, uh, and possibly sell the shirt later. <laughs> I'm actually wondering if we'll hear these bands in the soundtrack too. That would be awesome. 
Yeah. That would be I'm, awesome. Dutch is the old man from the uh, junkyard. Possibly. possibly. Yeah. That could be very possible. Okay, so see what I mean by excruciating uh, detail? Great in this in this film too, by the way. What? Just from just from the trailers. She's she's already great in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So moving forward, we get our introduction here to the Decepticons dropkick and shatter. Um, and in this particular scene, they're talking to, I almost said Charlie Sheen, um, uh, the wrestler dude, John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> they're talking into John Cena and they're, they're claiming uh, they seem to be lying about Bumblebee because we all know Bumblebee's a good guy. And we know that these two characters are Decepticons. We don't see their Decepticon logos, but it's it's explained in interviews and stuff that they're definitely Decepticons. They're telling John Cena's character that Bumblebee is some sort of war criminal, that he that he escaped from their planet and he could he could destroy their planet. And then they make some sort of weird backwards threat that if they don't help them find their warm criminal they're going to destroy their planets <laughs> right it's like okay well then why would we it's a lose-lose situation it seems <laughs> yeah. but they're decepticons whatever um i still absolutely love i love both of these characters designs yeah triple changers are cool they're a cool concept and the fact that they they put kibble from both of their alt modes in their robot modes, and it still looks really cool and like a recognizable body shape and silhouette is awesome. I think that's really cool. Definitely. Just so, I noticed something interesting here with this scene from what appears to be an escape pod or a rocket ship of or or of some sort leaving Cybertron. They're talking about Bumblebee verbally. So I guess it's you're supposed to assume that that's Bumblebee leaving Cybertron. But the next shot here, I don't know if you noticed this or not. I don't know if I can get it to stop on the right spot. Check that out. Oh. Between these two shots, interestingly enough, so um, Shatter, um, and I'll get into this when we do a character breakdown later, or if we don't cover the character breakdown this episode, we'll do it next episode. Um, but Shatter's... Uh, her one car video uh, vehicle mode alt mode is a Plymouth satellite. And you can very clearly see in this scene where they first transform from their flying vehicle modes to that air intake, the air intake, the red and black paint job, the, the, uh, the not, not, um, what do you call that? It's, um, the roll bar. It's not a roll bar, but it's kind of covering the, huh? Yeah. Roll cage, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't even seem to be a cage, though. It seems to be just over the windshield only for some reason. Yeah, right. But it, it, there's a roll cage on the front. It has the lights on it. You can see the numbers 722 painted mm -hmm. on the bumper. So it's some sort of racing car or muscle car. And then later on in that scene where the thing, whatever it is, is falling on the gas station, very clearly the same vehicle. Red. It's got the hood scoop. It's got the bar on the, the, the roll cage on the windshield with the yep. lights on it. And 722 is painted on the fender. So even though it's verbally kind of uh, alluding that that's Bumblebee reaching Earth, this could be the scene where Scatter is, uh, or Shatter, where Shatter is, is landing on Earth and scanning her vehicle form. So that, that could be a, I don't know. I just thought that was a cool little detail. Well, Mega, uh, Megatron, Optimus Prime has to show up at a certain time too. It, it might be maybe it might be optimus arriving or something it could uh, could be but i highly doubt it just because it's landing on this gas station where 
it's clearly Shatter's vehicle form. Oh, let's see that roll then. See, it's whoa. Yeah, so I don't know. It's hard. It's it lands right on top of the vehicle. (laughs) So I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Um. So the note that I took here and is just kind of a general note for the whole thing: transformations in this movie look so smooth. Just super smooth looking transformations. Yeah, the uh, the other films you could definitely see they definitely had things breaking up intentionally just to make it kind of elusive as to how it happens. This one but, seems like they're they're allowing more wiggle room for kind of uh, shape shifting parts where um, parts of the robot that create the robot's armor have zero business being on a car and then certain car parts you know have zero business being in certain spots of the robot and they take and they change like it's not just a hood or chunks of a hood on his chest it's something that looks like a hood but it's definitely not the volkswagen hood where it looks like it's been morphed into a different metallic shape and in this particular this particular transformation like the hood of the car very obviously it starts folding up yes but then it looks like it just completely shrinks down to a tinier size which, it actually looked like it tucked into that chest plate that came out. It does, but certain out like the sizes change. It looks like um, things are shrinking or expanding, like elements of the car are shrinking and expanding, which is something they didn't really want to do with the Michael Bay Transformers movies. That's why they ended up so chunky and and like they were like, well, if they need to make something smaller, it just breaks into smaller pieces. But this one, it seems like they they've got more wiggle room in their in their uh, design, where they're allowed to let pieces shrink or expand if they need to to make it work for what they're going for. Right. That's fine by me because that was something that existed in the original cartoons. The shape shifting uh, element of certain Transformers, perfect example being Soundwave, where he was a two story tall robot but transformed into a tiny little pocket tape player. Right. Right. They they had the ability to shape shift as well as or or to shrink or or grow as well as uh change their their from robot to alternate mode so i thought that was really cool were you able to uh oh geez already yeah right were you able to analyze the shirt that she's wearing that's what i was saying i i analyzed the one shirt and i realized very quickly if i tried to analyze all of her shirts it wasn't (laughs) it was gonna take up too much time Maybe I'll put that on my to-do list. She likes good music. Let's yeah. shirt yeah. analysis done. <laughs> Classic rock. Yeah. Which is kind of the you know the hip in thing right now. I guess so. Um. So the next note that I took barricade the police car. The infamous police car Decepticon is credited as being in this movie and confirmed to be in this movie. Um, we don't know what he looks like yet, though, at all. Uh, okay. However, this scene where Bumblebee is kind of going through the tunnel and seems to be protecting the children from there's nothing else in the tunnel. It's just Bumblebee in a police car. So why would he be transforming and moving around and trying to protect the children from nothing that exists? I have a theory that that green police car is Barricade, the Decepticon. Hmm. Would we see a human form in the Decepticon? Yeah. Yeah, because um, in the Michael Bay movies, they had... Uh, they had holograms that were the char- that were cool. humans, remember? Yeah, yeah. And in the original cartoons, they I think they had holograms in the original cartoons too. Oh, interesting. Occasionally. 
pretty much in um in the animated series um what was that um oh man i can't remember not beast hunters there was a there was a cg animated transformers show that i really liked and i can't remember the name of it now uh they had holograms um the transformers animated uh cartoon that was on um i think that was cartoon network uh that one was all they also had like having holograms is a normal thing and especially since the michael bay live action movies had holograms in them i believe that that could be barricade even though oh no this could be a problem (laughs) my monitors were about to turn off oh jeez you know technical stuff i'm trying to read the license plate on the car i yeah i tried to you can see it better here in a second scene right there um, it's five six four three seven four. I did a very quick Google search. I did Transformers five six four, three seven four. Nothing. There's nothing that comes up. I thought maybe it might be a cool reference to like a part number or like a toy number or something, but it's not. Right. Are you able to go back a frame or two or no? Um, all I can do is kind of go back and play pause. Oh. Hmm. Uh, yeah, five six four three seven four. I can't see the state. But I'm assuming it's California. Right, right. Definitely seems like it would be bum- uh, Barricade, though, because also why would Bumblebee be holding the kids in his chest and then transforming in the middle of a tunnel and then just jumping on a police car for no good reason? Well, if 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 he was perceived to be the criminal, there might be one of those, like, bulletin, mm. and they're like, there he is. We that found could be him. possible, too. I do like that dynamic, though, of, of Bumblebee perceived to be a criminal where the government and the law enforcement are after him, even though he's a good guy. And then right. one of the bad guy characters, one of the Decepticons, actually disguises himself as a law enforcement car. So it's like there's a cool flip-flop of... Yeah, they can... Yeah. Wind. Yeah, I thought that was... I think that's really cool. Um, there's a little bit more of that that oh, yeah. other alt mode that we were talking about earlier. It's really hard to see sure. chunks of it. It's hard to figure out. I don't know, man. The wheels do look like a jeep. They almost look like um one of those OG military jeeps. If you look at the um the hubcap on the or the rim on the wheel, it's very flat could be a construction vehicle but it might be some sort of yellow i couldn't get a good stop um then we have that iconic shot of shockwave and unfortunately blitz blitzwing and the other seekers behind him i thought that was thundercracker and acid storm but there's no i can't really figure out which characters those are you go to the the transformers wiki page for the movie characters and it's hard to tell uh, which ones are supposed to be who? So I don't know. So looking looking at some uh, late model Jeeps in the seventies, mm-hmm. um, if we can see if I can go back to my other window here where we are. Let's see if I get back there. Um, all right. So can you go back a little bit? I was just looking at some late model seventies Jeep CJs. The Jeep CJ has those it has the headlights but just below the headlights there's two smaller lights that are like directional Yeah, the lights are much smaller on his chest in the movie though so i'm wondering 
if that's just creative a creative no, decision or well if you go if you go to the um where we just saw him here yes down this way a little bit more and we see him if you can get a stop at the beginning i can actually change the playback speed to slower Ooh, there we so go it's easier to stop wait do we right so yeah. see the uh, little yellow lights underneath but they don't they don't look they look smaller than it definitely yeah and you can see the kind of the cutout where it's wider on the top where the hood is and then it kind of cuts out where the fenders are you can kind of yep. see that in the bottom of his chest so yeah i think looks like a jeep cj absolutely I don't know what that would be doing on a construction site, but well, it doesn't necessarily be a, a construction. I guess I'm just yeah. I guess I'm just assuming that it's a that it's a construction site because I see rocks and other vehicles and stuff. But maybe it is just an off-road vehicle. It just happens to be yellow and black, which is iconic for Jeeps. Also, I'm an idiot. Why would it even matter? It, of course, it's yellow. It doesn't matter if it's a construction vehicle or not. It's going to be yellow because it's Bumblebee. But, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, I'm done being an idiot now yeah I think you're right maybe a little bit more industrial maybe it's got some modifications to it right but okay let's try to let's try to get through the rest of my notes we can do character analysis later because I had a bunch of interesting information about the um, people who were yeah that would I think that'd be a nice follow-up for sure um, characters characters that was that was good in our last uh, episode we talked about um, the tetra jets yes that was fantastic mm -hmm. i love that and this this particular one seems to be either purple or gray and there's definitely a green color there and um the scene just before it there's what we thought was starscream but apparently is blitzwing um there's a character here that looks like it's got some teal and purple in it i don't know if that would be I don't know if that would be Skywarp or not, because Skywarp is always purple, but uh, the purple and teal is typically um, uh, another one that I can't remember the name of. And then this one, this one conehead here. Yeah, yeah. I green one. I'm so bad with names, though. That's that's my problem. Uh, I thought it was Acid Storm because Acid Storm is one of the jets that's that's green, but Acid Storm actually isn't a conehead; it's a normal head character. Yeah. And it's a brighter kind of neon um, acid green. Um, so I don't know what this character is. And also that both of those seem to be different than this character because that's a different shade of green and that other character didn't have purple. So I don't know. There's a bunch of seekers <laughs> is the point. There's Yeah. They're getting completely annihilated. There's some more cool stuff that I want to talk about. Uh, let's push forward. Um, oh, I just noticed something I didn't even put in my notes. The seal behind... Um, I was going to ask about that. Yep. S it's got the cube on it, and it says S7 for Sector 7. So that's, yep. that is, matter-of-fact, Sector 7, which is the, in the in the Michael Bay movies, that was the, um, the section of the government that was started by uh, Hoover, I think, that was specifically kind of a secret agent force of people who were meant to research and study the Transformers species. So that's cool. It's I never realized that. I didn't notice that when I was coming through the first time. So that's awesome. The same shot that we've gotten pretty much every trailer of Blitzwing transforming and uh, supposedly attacking Bumblebee. Then we also get Optimus Prime. 
Very cool hologram shot of Optimus Prime talking to Bumblebee, saying that the only way to save Cybertron and to win the war is to protect Earth and its people somehow. Don't know how that works, but we'll see what's going on. If it is, if it is a prequel and directly connected to the Michael Bay movies, that comment would make sense because there's a lot of, based on the Michael Bay movies, there are so many pieces of old technology and doomsday, doomsday devices and energy collectors that exist and and are currently existing transformers that have been around on Earth for such a millennia um, that I that would make sense if it is connected to the Michael Bay movies that Optimus would be saying the way to win the war is to protect Earth because there's a lot of secrets on Earth Transformers history wise. I don't want it to be connected though. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be a complete rewrite. If, even if it borrows story elements and repeats uh, actions from the from the Michael Bay movies, I'm okay with that as long as they're rewriting it and they say, oh, those ones are an alternate storyline. Right. I don't know what that shirt is. I tried to figure that out. but it, That and the necklace seems to always... Um, it's a, the, There's a bumblebee hanging on the necklace because there's that scene in the other trailer where she asks what his name is. Yeah. And um, so I... I think what's going on here, because in one of the other trailers, Optimus Prime refers to B as B, like 273 or, or 927 or something. Like, it seems like that's his designation number. Right. So I think what's happening is she asks him what his name is, and he can't talk, because apparently his vocals are, are fried in this movie, too. <laughs> uh, which started a whole movement of bumblebees that can't talk for some reason. I don't know why. It's popular. It's a popular thing to have bumblebee not talk now. Right. Um, but it makes sense within the context of live action movies, especially. But some of the cartoons and stuff that came out. Sorry. Oh, his emotion ex- and expression says so much about his characters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so she asks him what his name is and he can't talk. So he points at her at her bumblebee necklace. I'm assuming what's going on there is it's a little bit of a missed uh, communication where right. he's pointing at the B because his name is designation B287 or whatever it is. But she starts calling him Bumblebee from that point forward. Right. The problem with that theory and the way I'm trying to understand it there is that I, if I remember correctly, in one of the other, one of the separate trailers, when the Optimus Prime hologram starts playing, he actually calls him by the name Bumblebee. So that completely would like, but they cut, audio and re-record audio and make all sorts of weird they sometimes take shots or make cg shots specifically for the trailers to throw people off so i don't want to read too deep into that well it's also the thing too uh they've already met obviously so she has called him bumblebee so then going forward throughout the film he's referred to by all the characters as bumblebee so the audience because if if uh, optimus was all of a sudden then calling him be in a bunch of numbers the audience to be like oh 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 wait you know oh yes he's talking to bumblebee so maybe but within the context of continuity continuity it seems as though that hologram is a is a message from the message that a message that was given to bumblebee and then communication was cut off right so i don't know mm. because the, because one of the other i i think the b287 or whatever it is um, I wish I knew those numbers, but I don't. Uh, the beast designation, uh, I believe that was in one of the other trailers where he called him that in the hologram. So I think the message in the hologram is changing across trailers, which again goes back to them fabricating trailers to kind of work. 
right uh within whatever context they're trying to work within <clears throat> see if i could find out what that number is okay while you're doing that i will move forward a little bit we're almost done <laughs> i still absolutely love that tracking shot where <coughs> when ravage ejects from Soundwave's chest and turns into the jaguar it's too cool oh too yeah cool <clears throat> um yeah i'm uh i'm trying to do a quick search here but i'm i'm kind of coming up empty okay here's a here's a, okay here's some really interesting stuff that i found that i took notes on are you coming up empty on the um currently but uh i don't want to give up but so go ahead keep uh keep talking um so there's a super interesting shot here um at the minute and 55 mark where it appears to be a building on Cybertron that is falling because of an explosion that has happened during the battle, uh, during a battle of some sort on Cybertron. Um, uh, I don't know. I just I just thought that was an interesting shot. It, there are two characters that seem to be falling from that building as the building is tumbling, though. At first, I thought it might have been Blitzwing and uh, Bumblebee because you can very clearly see what appear to be kind of wings from a jet form of some sort sticking out from these two okay. characters. And the wings appear to be white, which would be consistent with the Blitzwing we've seen so far. Um, but the other character that seems to be fighting there is is red. So I'm thinking in this quick little scene here, it's a very quick shot, and I'll go ahead and slow it down so it's easier to see. Um, the scene that appears to be Cybertron, appears to be a building falling. You can see red there. Very clearly you can see red. So I think that's Optimus fighting with one of the Seekers. Hmm. Anyways. No, that's... Whether or not that's interesting. <laughs> it's very, very, like I said, in-depth, in-depth analysis here. Hmm. Well, I'm not coming up with the numbers, but I did come up that B actually has eight, at least eight alternate modes in the movie no just as a character yeah a, a transformer character yeah uh i mean there's even if well if you include the cartoons and stuff too which are vehicles that don't need like um he was a volkswagen beetle in the original cartoons but in the transformers animated show and um in the in the cg animated show the vehicles that he transforms into aren't necessarily any definitive vehicle from the real world yeah, yeah, it says there's one here where it's a Chrysler concept car. Chrysler concept car. Yeah, yeah, that's one of his many. There I mean he was a Chevy concept car. I mean the Camaro was a concept car when when the first Transformers movie came out. Yeah. When in uh 2007, yeah, 2007 when the first Transformers movie came out, the um the yellow Camaro with black stripes that Bumblebee was was a prototype version of that vehicle before it was actually released on the market and the the Camaro that you see in the movies is actually just an engine in an empty shell with a dashboard and everything else in the car is is pretty empty um, because they they didn't have production versions of those vehicles done yet uh. they actually they didn't design that car for the movie but they were working on that car and they kind of used the movie as, as promotional for that car <laughs> Hmm. Interesting. Um, so the next thing that I wanted to point out here and we're, we're about to wrap up. Yeah. 
as we're about to wrap up is a very interesting thing that I noticed uh, here in a second. I made it really slow. This thing. I don't know what the hell this thing is. It's some sort of weird black and green pointy spiky thing. Black and green pointy spiky thing. See this? That uh, Shatter is jumping off of? Yeah. Can you go back and let me see that kind of It's right after this. And it, it looks something Cybertronian, but it's very obviously on Earth because that shot tracks directly from that to this scene where you can see lights and a garage and stuff on Earth mm. when Shatter transforms into the, the jet. Is that the um, uh, the towers at the Hoover Dam? Ooh, I don't know. I don't think so, but mm. it might be. It doesn't look like water. It looks like some sort of industrial. Um, True. Yeah, it looks like some sort of industrial section in a city. Well, it could be. Yeah, it could be part of the Bay Bay Area. Could be. Um, there's a scene later on where you can see more of it, and you can see that it's really tall. It definitely looks Cybertronian, but it doesn't look like the Cybertronian stuff we see in a different area of the trailer. It almost looks. Oh yeah. Like its own thing. So I don't know. It looks like a device, or maybe a building, or a ship. Of some sort. I have no idea what that could be. But it definitely looks like it's a main plot point. Because all the characters are fighting around it. And it looked like. Um, uh, uh, Charlie. Haley Steinfeld's character was. Um, hiding behind some sort of control panel. Next to it. I can't figure out what this thing is. I don't know if it's a crane. It looks like a crane. A, a, yeah. yeah. There's the. Um, um, kind of shoots off to the side. You can yeah. see. Richer. But you can see sticking up behind it. I don't think it's attached to it, but it's behind it. Is that green, that black and green spiky tentacle structure of some sort that they were fighting around earlier? Yes. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah, it is interesting. I don't know what that is. It definitely seems like it could be docks of some sort, but it definitely seems like a industrial area. It, I don't. <laughs> none of this looks like Hoover Dam. No, no, not at all. Not yeah. not now that I see this. Right. Part of it. And that and that's that's the last scene. <laughs> that's the last scene in the trailer. So very interesting. Now, if we end up covering other trailers, we may or may not end up covering other trailers from this movie. Um we might have this trailer this particular trailer up when we do character analysis in the next episode. Um but um it would be kind of funny if we went back to the other trailers now so if this is the most recent one that has the most footage it would be weird to go back there was some there were some scenes and stuff in the other trailers um so maybe so maybe next episode is is character analysis and um and we talk about um the scenes that are in the other trailers but don't show up in this one right and just analyze those scenes specifically instead of analyzing the entire trailer <laughs> again Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'm surprised I can't find that. Um, the number? That number. Um, maybe we'll look it up afterwards. Yeah. Um, or if you're, or if you're listening to this or watching it, you and you happen to know what it is from one, watching one of the other trailers. Yep. Comment below. Even if you go look at the other trailer and come back and say it, we're not going to know that you didn't look it up. <laughs> we're just going to think you're smart. <laughs> um. Also, a lot of the stuff we commented on here, um, the protoform discussion that I had earlier, if you have any insight on that and think it's dumb or think it's awesome or have any, I don't remember where I heard that from, but that's, I've always been under that impression when it came to Transformers and I think it's a cool 
uh, thought process to have. Um, or if, so if you think it's cool or if you think it's dumb or if you know where it came from, let us know. Um, also some of the stuff we were talking about, could that vehicle have been, could that police car have been ver- barricade? Right. Um, uh, what do you think is going on with that scene where the thing is hitting the gas station? Do you think that's somebody attacking shatter or do you think that's the scene where shatter is actually hitting earth? Um, do you, what do you think that tall black and green thing is? How do you yeah. think Hoover Dam is attached to this whole storyline? And what do you think it's, it's relation to the Michael Bay film? We want to have a discussion with everybody else who, anybody who might be possibly, if anybody's listening at all, <laughs> you know, it doesn't seem like this is a film where Optimus Prime or Megatron show up and are part of the battle. This definitely I haven't seen Megatron at all. No, this definitely seems to be a bees there on a mission and he's to protect things. So Yeah. So we were talking about Cliff Jumper earlier, and to give a little bit of teaser here, we mentioned Cliff Jumper earlier, and I said, hey, that's funny that we're talking about him because I have something else about him later. Um, I did have some interesting information about Cliff Jumper and this movie, um, but let's I feel like it would be fitting to just save that for an episode on character analysis. Okay. Who so, are we starting with first on the character analysis? Um, I was going in order of appearance. Okay. Um, so Bumblebee, of course, first, and then I have information on Dropkick because that's the helicopter that shows up first, and then Shatter, Shatter follows shortly after. Optimus Prime shows up next, and then we also have Shockwave, and we also have the uh, the Seekers and information on them, who I thought they were, who they could be, who was actually confirmed to be in the movie. Um, Blitzwing and information on him, um, and then some interesting tidbits about Cliff Jumper that may or may not be related to this movie. Um, and each of these characters, I also have, um, I've, I've gone a little bit deeper into research as to who's voicing them or who might not be voicing them. Some of them aren't voiced, which is an interesting, that in and of itself ends up being an interesting conversation to have that they don't have anybody credited for the voices. Um, some of them, the voices of the characters aren't people who have actually done stuff like this before. They're people who work in sound departments or whatever. So I also have information on what the original G1 characters were, so where the first initial um, appearances of the characters were and what their original vehicles were or who their original characters were supposed to be. So I've got a lot of information on the characters that we've seen in these trailers um, that I would love to go over and talk about with you as well. Yeah, definitely. I'll have to do some uh, some of my own digging in and uh, find some interesting tidbits to share. So uh, when are we coming back? Two weeks? Um, Two weeks... Two weeks, one week, whenever. I don't, like, we were kind of talking about doing a two-week schedule, but I'm fine with doing weekly or if we need to skip another week. Uh, let's be loose about it. All let's right. Make, let's make sure that we enjoy this. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, so as I said sure last episode, sorry? No, I'm just telling our viewers and our listeners, make sure you come back. Absolutely, yeah. Um, We don't have a solid schedule set in place right now, but we're definitely um thinking every couple of weeks at the very least. We'll be recording. Um, and maybe a sneak one coming up next week right away. Maybe. Maybe. As I said last episode, though, I would really like to get the li- get, get it live again so that we yeah. can have people join in and comment uh, if anybody wants to join in and comment while we're recording. Um, if we were to get a live stream going for this show again, um, that would definitely be set on a regular schedule. So, so live- make sure you comment that below, too. Let Sorry? us know. Yeah. 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 Um, so if you do want to watch live streams, if we do, 
uh, when we do get around to doing live streams again, let us know what schedule would work best for you. If you wanted to sit down and watch and uh, be a part of the conversation and join the chat and talk about things with us. Uh, but for now, just join us for the next episode whenever we get around to recording that on a character analysis. So make sure you subscribe. Yes. So, we- <laughs> so make sure you subscribe either on the uh, YouTube channel, which is it's they're still hosted on my personal YouTube channel. Um, or you can listen to the audio version of the podcast and subscribe to the audio of the version of the podcast um, on any podcast uh, service because it's it's on the iTunes market, which is usually the library for Podcast Addict and Stitcher and all the other podcast listeners, um, or the podcast readers as they're called. Um, so yeah, and if you have any suggestions on trailers you'd like us to cover after we're done covering the Bumblebee trailer, definitely throw those at us too, for sure. Yeah. Movies that are coming up uh, later this year or at the beginning of next year or preferably movies that have trailers because that's the whole point, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. That's our, that's our goal. Our goal is movie trailers before the movie comes out. And also for movies that actually have trailers. So don't give <laughs> don't yeah. movie trailer for star Wars episode 10. <laughs> right. You know? Excellent. Oh, I had some interesting tidbits. Uh, star Wars star. Sorry. Star Wars, more teasers. Star Wars ends up making an appearance in my character analysis as well. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I've got a lot to talk about. People so, are gonna uh, check back in with us. That's all. Sorry. They're going to have to check back in with us. That's all there yep. is to it. Next episode. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, I'm Caleb. I'm Pete. And we'll see you next episode. All right.